We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Denver Nuggets, no sweep, but Joey Lightyears is going to get himself another game of Chase Center revenue. I know he's, I know he's not all disappointed. Um, oh man, what a frustrating game! Uh, Forty-eight minutes, forty-eight minutes of frustration, right? For the most part, it was. It, it, I thought they started out. They were playing with their food. Can't really yep. put the early part on the coaching staff or anything. I think they just right playing smart, dumb fouls, lack of focus on offense. Um, And then they get back into the game. And do do you want to just start there? Let's talk about the the final maybe eight minutes or so, that like fourth quarter stretch. Yeah. You know, this, this, I'm just going to call it death lineup because whatever, it's what it's called. Uh, This death lineup, I I think they're going to play this a lot this postseason. And this whole game, it wasn't just a death lineup. The defense is a problem, Sam. That's really the theme of this game to me. Um, this team has a ton of score. They have more scoring potential than the first two teams that made the NBA Finals and won one of them. But defense is a real issue. And uh, it's not really one person. Uh, it's really it's the whole unit. And really, it's the whole team. The frustration comes where you just constantly leave guys wide open. And I get Jokic is amazing, but you're not going to be able to win consistent, uh, huge playoff games if you play defense like this. I think that was the main takeaway. Yeah, the first you could say the first three games they were just nuclear offensively. Like we all saw the shooting numbers, Steph, Pool, Clay shot out of their minds tonight. I, they didn't even shoot that poorly. They were just more like normal. Like everyone right. wasn't shooting sixty percent. And you get one of these games where they couldn't get stops. And I'm pulling up the numbers right now. Uh, Steph, Steph was 10 for 23, also got 10 free throws. Clay, 12 for 20. Poole was pretty bad all around, 3 for 10. Either sure. any way you, 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 you slice it, that's a combined 25 for 60. 
yep. 75, 76 points. Like that's not a bad offense between the three of them. It's just not nuclear. Like the first three games, they were like 85 points on 40 shots between the three. And like, that's not sustainable. What they did tonight is a little more realistic and that's mm-hmm. where the defense really shows up. You're right. Yeah. And, and I, the offense, like pool is going to have, like, that's just going to happen. Steph, looked actually finally looked a little rusty and i don't know why he missed like the thing is like their offense was still good enough to win the game easily easily their offense you put up you put up 121 you should get a win (laughs) yeah it's it's they should have won the game by 10 but the fact is that the nuggets didn't miss a three the entire second half and yes like monty morris will like you kind of want some of these guys aaron gordon makes a three like you want some of these guys shooting threes but they're wide open and i think this was a theme the regular season too we saw the warriors they're one of the worst teams guarding the open corner uh three they're one of the worst in the nba and it showed tonight and Jokic, Jokic is a genius like that last play let's just talk about that last play where 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 pool is helping and then steph overhelps and leaves will barton in the corner for three and you're just like what if Jokic if Jokic is going to make that eight foot like stepping sideways floater sure but they kind of threw two guys at him and then you have steph helping in no man's land for no reason, you give up an open corner three, and that's the game, right? And I think we saw too much of that today. I think there are a lot of other frustrating stuff we'll get to, like like that play call at the end, but the defense was abysmal, just absolutely abysmal. You cannot win playoff games like that. And I think this is where not being focused for the beginning part of the game really comes back to bite them. If this was the 2015 team, they have the ability to absolutely yeah. like put the clamps yeah. on for the final yeah. five minutes. They take that yeah. game home. They take yep. that game home because yep. th- they had three, you know, first team all NBA caliber defenders, Iguodala, Draymond. Yep. Um, Clay at that time was absolutely playing defense and all NBA level. Maybe not so much right now. Warriors have 1.5 right now. They, they have Draymond and they have like Wiggins. Who's pretty good. Like Clay's okay. But yeah, like you're saying, like they have 1.5. Right. Right. And so that's where it's like you can't get into these games where it's close down the stretch because you can't rely on your defense to get stops, particularly when Draymond fouls out. I think you got a rough one on that sixth one. Um, But the point stands. They picked up. I'm somewhere in between the refs kind of were not too good in the first half. Like weird. Overcalling it, and also the Warriors were picking up some ticky tack fouls for no particular reason. Um, when you're not, when you don't have all world defensive talent, which they don't, Draymond's an all world defender, but like Poole's not, Steph isn't, Clay isn't anymore. You have to be focused for larger stretches of the game. You can't just be like, all right, we're about to make your life hell, and you're not going to score for the next five minutes. I, I just I that's one of those things where I, this team it's it's a little different than what we've seen. That's why that death lineup is a little different. Like you're saying, uh, although you know if Draymond's in the game, they win that game with two minutes left. But there's a reason why he has five fouls, right? This team it, it, they only have him as that backline defender, and that's about it. <laughs> that that's about it. That's why he has five fouls, and that's why when he reaches there, he gets a sixth, and it's and it's over. So I, the defense is tough, but I think like just overall for the series. It's not concerning. It's just this series is over. Like, it took the Nuggets to shoot the way. The Nuggets shot like they were the Splash Brothers out there tonight <laughs> uh, in order for them to win this game. So, series-wise, what? Like, this is this is an easy 15-point win on Wednesday night. It's just, it's just frustrating because you see some signs, I think, Sam. You see some signs when the Warriors play, you know, Minnesota in round two or, or Dallas, Phoenix in round three. Like, you see some signs where it's like – 
yeah, defending might be tough at the end, and we're not used to that. As Warriors fans, you're used to a five minutes left. The Warriors are just going to go, you know, 14 and four and close you out, right? Right now, for them to win with five minutes left, they probably got to go like 18 and 15 <laughs> the last five minutes of the game to close you out. Like that's that's where the Warriors are at with this lineup. Yeah. And just to piggyback on the fouls, I mean, Clay getting four in the first half. Clay was the hottest shooter uh, on the floor tonight. I mean, he was hitting basically everything. And he only played 31 minutes. Why do you only play 31 minutes? Because he sat basically the whole second quarter because he had three fouls early. And then the fourth one was just like, yeah, you just can't get it. It was a bad call, but you just can't get that foul. Like, it's very simple. Yeah, so it's like. It's it's a focus thing. It's attention to detail. Maybe we should have seen it coming with the ease at which they won the first three games. Um, I'll give Denver credit. Uh, they at least have some pride. A lot of teams, I could imagine, just be like, well, 3-0. Let's just mail it in, you know, one, two, three. Ben Simmons two. already did, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I mean, they they, they seemed – they seem very motivated. It's like, we're just not, we're not getting swept, you know? And and I expect the Warriors to come out way more focused in the next game, but looking bigger picture. Yeah. This team cannot have, this team cannot come out with a kind of lackadaisical attitude. um, Cause they're, I don't want to say they're not good enough, but they're definitely not that team defensively where they can kind of, they can go through the motions and then just turn it up on that end. Yep. Yep. There's, there's a, one, one thing I want to mention, too, just at the end of the game, uh, Steve Kerr's out-of-bounds play. I, you know, we talked about this at the end of the season. There's a, been a few times where you're kind of like, well, the Warriors lose this game, and it's not that big a deal uh, because they don't go to Steph at the end. You would think that they will. And I think it, it it's kind of showing in this particular moment where it's Steve Kerr. Like, Steph struggled all game, and then he took over in the fourth quarter. Just give him the ball. Like, it's not – like, what are we doing here? And I understand it's just one play, but that's the most important play of the game. And he just decides to go with an off-ball threat and throws it to Wiggins. Wiggins way gets the ball and gets cute. fouled. Way too cute. He gets the ball, he gets fouled, and what? He makes one free throw. Like, what are, what are we doing here? It's just it's one of the worst calls. I tell you, this is one of the worst calls I've ever seen. There is absolutely no reason to make that call. It's absolutely pathetic. It's not a hard. It's not hard to say that you shouldn't make that call, right, Sam? There's no reason to argue uh, for that call. And he still went with it. And it's not why the Warriors lost, but it's 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 not acceptable. Particularly since Steph was just skewering Jokic and ISO. Like from about the five minute mark on the Warriors, the Warriors stopped running their offense as much as they normally do and just were like, let's get Jokic on a switch. Let's get Jokic on a switch and let's get Steph a layup. And half the time Steph got an and one out of those situations. So it's just kind of like <laughs> I mean, Jokic has no chance if he switched on to really any of the Warriors' three guards. If they if if the play ended up yep. with Clay on a switch, I'd be happy. If it ended up with Poole on a switch, I'd yep. also be happy. He yep. was having Poole had a rough rough game tonight, but like end of the day, I don't care how bad his game's going. If he gets if he gets Jokic one on one that far out, I'll yeah. take I'll take my chances. It's a good it's a good look. It's gonna generate good offense. Let's talk a couple other things. So Kuminga made a cameo mm. in the second quarter. Looked like a teenager. He also had some amazing athletic plays. Like it was a, it was some good and some bad, in my opinion. I would have liked to see them go back to him down the stretch. I get why Steve didn't, but he does add a different dimension. And I, I would you're have liked saying to see him go. In the second yeah. half, you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Bielitsa got benched, um, as he should have. He was terrible. 
Andre Dalla was terrible tonight. My guy, my guy Andre, was terrible all game tonight. And uh, I actually thought Steve did a pretty good game with the substitutions. And, and Steve even went with a zone late, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and, and I thought it worked for a couple possessions. So he trusts his vets, right? But Andre kind of yeah. had no chance against Cousins. He's playing the five. I'm with you, though. Kaminga came in. He looked scared. But, you know, who wouldn't? And then he was fine. He was fine. He was like normal Kamingas getting to the hole. And not even just scared. It's like... 19 year old kind of wing trying to guard Jokic. Like, dude, come on, man. You know, dude, the, fir- the first possession he came down, Steph was like, was pointing at like the guy that he was guarding. <laughs> he like didn't know he was guarding, uh, who he was guarding the first position. But you know, after that, he was like, he was, he was fine. I'm with you though. I, I wish I would have seen him in the second half. You think he's going to play game five? I think, I think potentially he'll get in there. Um, it is interesting. They did not use. Uh, Bielita beyond that like four minute stretch at the beginning of the second quarter like, like he was terrible I get why they didn't go back to him and Looney really didn't play a lot either so there's minutes to be had in the front court Otto also was not particularly good today but he's going to give Otto more chances in general searching for anyone in the front court other than Draymond and Wiggins I actually thought Wiggins was really good today in some yeah, ways he, he might have been their most consistent guy outside of he Draymond was. I thought he, I thought he had that put back. I was ready to, I was ready to jump out of my seat when he jumped to get that tip dunk, but just couldn't get it to go. Yeah, I don't um, think he but, missed it. But other than that, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have too much experience getting my head above yeah, the rim, that's so, true. So, so, so I, I can't. I missed it, Sam. I would have made it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not going to speak on that, but like in general, <laughs> I've been, um, I've been also impressed with his defense, kind of defending the rim. Uh, better than I would have expected from him. He's not like a natural interior defender, but he's using his athleticism and length at least to to make some plays there. He did he, he did some good stuff that way. And in general, he's he's doing what the Warriors need him to do in this lineup, which is you know slash and use your athleticism as that four man. He he cut to the rim a lot tonight. I, I think that was the the coaching staff telling him last game, like, hey, because last game he didn't move, right? He made a couple of big mm-hmm. plays at the end, but he didn't move. And this was the game where it was like, you have 10 easy points just literally cutting to the rim when they double Steph and Draymond has the ball. That's what happened this game. Um, so, yeah, good for Wiggins. I, we, we should talk about him a little more. He was the guy. Um, he's a guy that I think one-on-one in that small ball lineup, like he's a guy that they cannot go up against. Um, pool was food today. Clay, he was awesome, but he was food on defense too. And, and Steph is, is actually good defensively on ball, but he's not good off ball. Um, so that, that was the problem today with them. He and over, like, he, he over Every yeah. time, every time. So it's like Wiggins is the guy where it's like, yeah, if he's Garnier and Gore or Monte Morris or Will Barn, you know, that's going to be a stop. So like, that's, that's their lockdown wing guy. They need him out there. Um, yeah, so good, good game for Wiggs. The Warriors were plus 18 when Draymond was on the floor, which pretty much matches the eye test. I mean, a lot of this comes down to Draymond's foul issues, and a lot of Draymond's foul issues come down to poor defensive rotations and him just like kind of being stuck in no man's land and kind of not really having a choice. Uh, some of it was on Draymond. Early on, the focus wasn't perfect. Like in general, this all goes back to came out playing with your food, thinking you're going to get an easy sweep. And can't do that against, can't do that in the playoffs against anyone, even against like a, not a very good Denver team. Like there's no other yeah. way to paint it. But, you know, Jokic, Jokic is, I, I love Jokic. He's special, man. I know, I know a lot of people are going to, it's going to be a lot of like Jokic won MVP again and he couldn't even make it out of the first round. It's like, yeah, the Warriors are pretty good. At the same time, it's like they won this game and they were in the game last game because of Jokic. Like cannot stop Jokic. No team, to me, Sam, he's the best big in the NBA by far. 
It's just by like offensively, just everything. I mean, like everything. He's the best. He, he's we're not so count, far. We're not counting Giannis as big. No, no, no. Like when I say I, I'm talking like compared to Embiid and and Cat. Oh, those like guys, the traditional like, fives. Okay. Of course, Giannis is the best. Um, but it's <laughs> but it's like compared to those guys, it's like it's to me. I, I just I think he's special. He he makes the right decision every single time, and he just floaters and all of that. So just I, I'm glad he got a win, right? Like Denver's they're done. They're going to lose Game Five, but it's it's kind of nasty when you're an MVP, you <laughs> you get swept. Uh, so good good for uh, good for Nikola Jokic and, and the Nuggets. Yeah, we we can talk about kind of. Where does Steve go? I guess the bigger thing is, okay, is Draymond really just going to have to play 40 minutes a game and stay out of foul trouble? Like, is that really where the Warriors are at going forward? Because, like, all things considered, it's just – there's just not a lot of backup options. Like, Bielito was bad. He threw Kuminga out there. Kuminga was a rookie. His athleticism was nice. But it's like you can't can't play Kuminga heavy minutes. Otto is Otto, you know. Yeah. Yeah, That's – I mean, shit. And there is no Jokic left in the Western Conference, right? Because, like, I think the way that Jokic is offensively, the Warriors almost have no choice but to go with Draymond at the five. No, but, 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 now you're gonna, trouble. but now you're going to be dealing with, like, most of the teams they're going to have to be dealing with going forward are going to have guards who are going to put you in a ton of pick and rolls, whether it's uh, whether it's Memphis, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's Dallas. Uh, even Minnesota, you know, even Minnesota. Was well, they got Ant- cats, Ant- so that's kind yeah, of the same that, issue. That's the same issue. Yeah. With Jokic. Yeah, but I, I kind of, well, well, we'll talk about that on a, on a later show. But um, what I was going to say is, like, it, it's now you're getting into more of kind of the traditional, like, pick and roll guard trying to put Trey on it, put pressure on the Warriors that way instead of Jokic, who does it differently. Any way you slice it, like, it's just. Uh, they, yeah. in some ways they need, you know, there's more pressure on Draymond than anyone on this team because of the lack of depth up front. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair too, it's, it's even if they had gotten a big, uh, like, I don't think anything helps against some of these teams, um, especially when it matters, but you're, you're right. I mean, he might just have, the issue is like, he might have to play 40 minutes instead of like 29 or like 31 minutes, right. As the big. So I, that that's why they could have used the week off. <laughs> It would have been nice if they had won this game and they wouldn't have to play either of the Memphis-Minnesota teams till at least, what, next Sunday, right? So now they're going to have to gear up. At least they get two days off to Wednesday. But they still get three, four days off until game one of if they win on Wednesday. Well, um, so that, th- that does bode well. Two things to keep in mind. If Minnesota and Memphis go seven, which I kind of think it will. I do too. They won't play game one before Tuesday. Oh, my uh, God. Because, because that series... And I'm going to double check this and watch. I have my, my dates wrong. Because game seven's um, on like Monday or something or Sunday, something crazy. It would like either that. be on Saturday or Sunday. Game seven. Um, wow. They would. No, no. Game seven is on Sunday. So if Memphis takes care, if Memphis or Minnesota win the next two, they close on Friday and there's a good chance the NBA will just put game one on Sunday because they're not going to give away the chance to have like Steph Curry yeah. and the Warriors play the marquee time on Sunday. But if that series goes seven, they don't have a choice. They're going to have to kick game one to Tuesday. So Warriors could still end up getting six days off if they finish, they take care of business on Wednesday. So if, if rest is something you're concerned about, you know, they still have a decent chance, but they're, 
they're playing an extra game here when they didn't really have to. And when, if they had yeah. focused a little harder at the beginning, they could have avoided it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how it goes. And, but also at the same time to me, it's like this Denver team, it's a good team. They got the MVP and just, it, it's how it goes. And I think the Warriors, they don't have the same type of defense they did in the championship years, right? They're going to have to win it. They're going to win games. I think different. they're just going to have to win games differently. It's just going to be a lot of Steph, Clay and Paul. You guys got to each go get 25 plus. <laughs> that's how it's going to go. And they just got to go shot for shot. The Nuggets went shot for shot with the Warriors today and won. I guess just it's, some games are just going to be like that. And the other three games, the Nuggets didn't have it. It's, I think, I think, so. I think one more thing before we get to the goons for me, it's like, it was pretty cool to see Clay Thompson do what he's doing. He only played 31 minutes. It felt like he played 40 minutes, but I guess well, Clay, he just, he just the, didn't the play trouble. the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he didn't play the entire second, which was kind of when the Warriors went down by 17. Right. So it was, yeah. it was cool seeing him come, come back and, uh, and, and do his thing. Uh, it feels like he's the guy teams always double off. I mean, they always double stuff and they always leave him open. I think it's hilarious. I think it's all, it's all, he just, always getting wide open shots because teams are doubling Steph. I just, if I were a defensive, I would just be like, why, why leave that guy open? He's not, he's not going to miss a shot. Like I just, I just don't he's understand not, it. He's but... not going to not take the shot. That's yeah. the other thing. Clay <laughs> has no problem getting 30 shots up. If you leave him up, yeah. like he's going to do it. Uh, I, th- I, th- I agree with you. Let's, let's, let me give a shout out there too. First 30 point game since he's come back in the playoffs. First series, all in all, like we, we talked about how his defense hasn't been to, what we remember, but offensively, he doesn't look limited in any capacity. He looks yeah. exactly like the game we saw, exactly like the guy we saw in the playoffs in 2019, right before the injuries. That's Crazy. pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and, and his defense hopefully will continue to get better. I think it's probably one of those things where maybe next year he starts yes, looking better on that end. Uh, but, but I mean, man, he's, <laughs> he's still built for these moments. He's still competitive yeah. as hell. He's still, he, he can shoot it as well as anyone in the NBA. And uh, they would have got blown out if he didn't start catching fire in the third quarter. Like yeah. they were at, at, at that point in the third quarter, both Steph and Poole were struggling with their offense and it was all clay keeping them in the game. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's the beauty of having those three guys, man. Like I assure you, like Jordan Poole is going to have a great game on one Wednesday. It's just, they get three guys and two of them are always going to be great. Right. It's just, that's, that's what's going to keep the Warriors afloat this entire postseason. It's just they got yeah. three dudes that can just drop thirty every game. That's yeah. It's good living. And to, it's good living. And to the to the Jordan Poole thing. First three games, he's he was shooting sixty seven percent from the field, fifty nine percent from three. Jeez, averaging almost thirty. You know, one of these games was was bound to happen. All I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying, unless you're ready to say he's the greatest player in NBA history, he was, he was probably due for he was probably due for a day a game where he you know he shot the ball a little worse. Yeah, yeah. Comebacks on the way. You gotta get healthy. It seems like with Jordan Poole, he's always he's holding his arm, holding his back, holding. I don't know what his deal is. It always seems like he's fine, but <laughs> geez, man, it's, it's been it's a minute good. since we've seen a young scorer on the Warriors. Where like, because he's twenty two, he's not like worried about like falls he's taking. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. That's true. Steph, Steph and Clay, they're like, I'm, I'm gonna try to avoid taking these hard falls. Oh my God, uh, Steph <laughs> fell down a few. He fell down yeah. a few times at the end, and I was just like. 34? I don't know. I don't know. Four missed free throws, too, from Steph today. It was one of those where I guess the Warriors win if he makes those, right? So it's like that, that's how slim the margin was. I think like the Warriors have issues, I think, that are that are sustainable, that are going to be an issue moving forward. But, hey, man, Steph makes the free throws today. I think what the Warriors, the Warriors sweep, right? So it's one of those games. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. To the goons? To the goons. Dylan, what's Ooh. up, man? Not much, guys. I'm uh, I'm a little frustrated. I, I see Zach Zarbas trying to take over for Scott Foster. He's you know oh. doing that audition for Silver, saying, "Hey, I can be your man when Scott finally retires." Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think my main issue, like you guys were saying, is I really wanted to see a little bit more Kaminga. He did mess up a little bit on defense, but when he was out there with Draymond, I thought it was a really good pairing. So I'm not sure how to work the rotation to get that to happen. If we just need to change the starting thing, but I feel like we can get six seven eight minutes of that a game it would really be a, a huge positive for us on d so just want to know what you guys think of that thanks yeah i mean isn't that kind of the warriors issue everyone's okay when they're playing next to draymond on defense but we're trying to find lineup combinations that work when draymond's not in there you know what i mean like in the front court like Otto's played well next to Draymond, not so much in the final two minutes. Well, Draymond wasn't on the final two minutes. Uh, But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone plays well when they're next to Draymond in the front court. So, I think I wouldn't have minded Looney playing the minutes that Cousins is playing. Like, I I know that he trusts Andre, and and I I just – I kind of was like, well, if Looney's – if Looney's not playing the rest of the game, which which he's not because Draymond's going to come in, why not just put Looney at the five? I think part of it's like they want a good passer, right? They kind of five out a little bit and have a guy that can find uh, Clay open and those guys. But, you know, defensively, you might just want to go with Looney out there and, and just it's going to be a little bit easier on Cousins because Cousins, is he's pretty cooked. You don't, you don't, they were doubling him essentially. That's just not, 
you've got to win those minutes that Jokic isn't playing. So I wouldn't have minded that as the backup big, essentially. Uh, there's, yeah. there's one way. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll right, move forward. Eduardo. Hey, glad to finally uh, make it. Last time I muted myself and that didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, just wanted to share a quick conspiracy about this game to make me feel better about missing the sweep. Uh, so I'm thinking game five at Chase, extra revenue to go towards Jordan Poole's extension, right? Big brain move. I mean, look, man, Joe Lacob does let us know how expensive it was to uh, to build Chase and uh, to keep this team together in the luxury tax. And they had no fans during COVID for, for a year and a half there. I don't know. Should, should we get the conspiracy theory music? Yeah. <laughs> well, my, uh, my my buddy just texted me and said uh, he, he just hit me after the game. He's a big Jordan Poole guy. And was just like, well, hey, Joe Lacob said, if I'm going to have to pay Jordan Poole the max, it ain't coming easy. And I need to make $30 million something. <laughs> Give me Wednesday night. Oh, God. Um, we got a Steve Kerr <laughs> quote here, by the way. Way too much dribbling and not moving the ball onto the next guy to make a play. I thought we took some gambles we didn't need to take. What is he talking about, offensively or defensively? Because I agree with both. <laughs> do, you think they do, were, think, do you think they were over-dribbling today? I no. thought it was too much like trying to get into their pet off-ball sets where it's like, you know, pass to the big and cut away from the ball. And just, I, I thought yeah, they could have dribbled a little more, to be honest. A little I, more well, I, I agree with that. I think they, they took they took gambles. I mean, if you're talking about Andre and Draymond throwing the ball all, all over the place, trying to squeeze it between three people, gambles, yes. yeah, they did too much of that. You know, like, they just start the game. You're like, oh, God, it's one of those games. Where the Warriors just throwing the ball around because they're trying to run that offense. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know what? You know what was effective at the end of the game? Steph Curry just saying, "I'm just going to dribble." They ran the Luka Harden offense. They're just like, "Yeah, we're just going to switch and and have Steph drive by Jokic every single time." Turns out that works. You could do that on Cousins every single yeah, time. Yeah, they really didn't attack Cousins, which was kind of frustrating too. But anyway, not shocking. Um, though. Not shocking. Let's move forward. Zach. Oh boy, oh boy. Long time listener, first time caller. Hell yeah. Appreciate glad to, it. Glad to be on. I'm on the treadmill because I'm too <laughs> frustrated by that game. I feel like the frustration I have after not sweeping is the same as a 53 win being frustrated at the end of the season this year. Because, like, we're in a good place, but I mean, I'm like very mad about how it all went down. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, Otto Porter. Uh, the fact that he just all of a sudden can't make a shot, he's like the player formerly known as a shooter kind of deal. I don't know what, what's going on, but I really would have loved to see, see Kaminga in the second half. And I'm sorry I'm out of breath, obviously. On the treadmill. <laughs> what a legend. Hey, man, what a get, legend. Your, get your work out in. I, I, <laughs> I can appreciate it. Isn't that, isn't that kind of what we're getting at? Like, I, In the scheme of things, they're up 3-1. I'm not like mad, mad. Uh, I, ju- I just feel like we're seeing signs of things that are potentially going to, yes, you know, yes, show yes. deeper in the playoffs. Yes, I agree. Uh, that that's that's the big one. It's hey, the Warriors are going to win the series, and, and they've got some a lot of good things going for them. But uh, the other thing, though, I will push back on is you look at the playoffs, Sam, and you look at let's look at the two teams that the Warriors might play next year, next round. Memphis looks. <laughs> They Jaws, should be three one. Jaws, Jaws going through it right now. He looks. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. He is he scared? Should, is he hurt? They should be if, if if Jaw plays like he did in the regular season, they're up comfortably three one. Um, I think that last game was one hundred percent on him. But yeah, I mean your point stands. They don't look like world beaters. They look right. 
Neither does Minnesota. I mean, neither Minnesota, does Minnesota, right? Yeah. yeah. Minnesota's got a lot of talent, but like giving away 25 point leads. I mean, they're, they're not exactly world beaters either. On the other side of the bracket, Phoenix is dealing with the, uh, there you go. Poker exactly. situation. Uh, I feel bad for them. I wanted them to be a full strength because I don't, I don't yeah. like hearing, I don't like hearing the excuses. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Dallas is, I mean, Dallas lost Lucas' first game. So everyone's going to go It's a 2-2 two, two series. Yeah, everyone's – so that's – I think that's the thing where it's like, you know, the best team in the playoffs. Everyone, right everyone Boston. except Boston who's Boston? currently raising Valerio. <laughs> <laughs> it's like – I, I it's, can't blame him. I would be – if I was a Boston fan and I was having that series, I would be insufferable right now. Like, I get it. Uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, everyone's, everyone's going through something right now. Like, I think Draymond said it pregame. A lot of parity in the league. There's yeah. not really a juggernaut. Even Boston, for as great as they are, I have questions about that offense. Exactly. I know they can, I know they can guard at everyone, but they're not exactly blowing anyone out either. It's a lot of, it's a lot of ISOs, and uh, you, those unless unless you're LeBron and Kyrie at the prime, like those aren't, and even then, right? Those aren't, those aren't too sustained. So you know, that's how basketball is now. That's what these playoffs have. Haven't these playoffs been amazing? Like every series, I feel yeah. like is awesome. Tonight we're gonna watch. Hawks, Hawks, uh, Heat. It's a great series, and then we're gonna see Pelicans, Suns. It's a good series. Like every series, is amazing. Like the Warriors, you know, they're not, they're not seventy-three win juggernaut. So you know, but they're they're in a good place. Like I would say they're the second or third best team right now in the postseason. You got Boston and then Milwaukee and Golden State. I think are like the second or the best team. It's just you know, that's how it is. I was looking at the Vegas lines uh, via MGM. The Warriors are the favorites to win it all, plus two eighty. Celtics right behind them. Um, Phoenix right at at plus three eighty. Phoenix plus four hundred. Milwaukee plus seven fifty. There you go. Um, yeah, and that's those are the four teams I'd say I four. might put it in yep. a different order, but yeah, those are kind of the four favorites. <laughs> Miami right behind them. Yep. So yeah, it's gonna be it's. I mean, it's a long road. Milwaukee, that Middleton injury. There's a lot of time for things to change for a lot, a lot of, of time. I'm telling you though, Boston's probably hit a buzzsaw. You know how much I love Giannis. Oh man, that guy! I don't care who he has around him. That guy is a fucking monster. Yes. Oh my. Do you see what he did today? Yeah. That was. Yeah. Just Uh, might be my favorite player in the league, besides Steph, of course. Besides Steph. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's (laughs) let's 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 be careful. William, what's up, man? Ah, yo, how's it going, guys? What's up, brother? You know, hanging in there. Nice Sunday afternoon. Uh, So, in general, I like to. I like to criticize my favorite players when they're not holding it together, but I like to give some of my flowers, especially to Clay and Wiggs because I criticize them a lot in terms of their process. But Clay definitely shot the ball well, definitely let the ball come to him off and downs well. That's good for him. Wiggs, I did not expect him to do a lot of the dirty work. He was the adult of the room, which is weird to say. Don't know how long it's going to hold up, but hey, sweeping would have done a lot for his legs. So, but hey, it is what it is because Kerr wanted to have auto pass it to Wiggs when he doesn't have Austin Rivers sealed in to begin with. So it is what it is. Bro. But hey, <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to give some of my flowers to the players that have been stepping up in the playoffs. So, I just want to say good for Wiggs and Clay for stepping up. And we'll be fine, but ultimately, shit, cut the bullshit and stop getting cute. Let's get <laughs> William, appreciate the call. Um, Wiggs, call. another six rebounds tonight. He's averaging over seven a game in the series. 
I just want to see him hold that up. That's the number I'm looking at the most. If Wiggs is going to actually rebound and do the dirty work, no complaints. Yeah, Wiggs was great. Uh, Wiggs was great today. Um, no messing around. You think? Uh, I, I think what he's trying to say is, uh, you think Steph starts on Wednesday? I think Steph finally gets the start on Wednesday. <laughs> Bringing him out of the bullpen. I was I was shocked that he didn't start today, honestly. So I guess they'll just go with the small lineup on Wednesday night and, and try to. Oh, I think they're. I think they're gonna move Pool to the bench. You think? So? Oh God! Just... I think Kerr's. I, I just. I can't. I can't oh, see God. Steve not God. starting. Not starting Looney unless they're down this series. I just. I just. Oh. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I've seen this. Yeah. Well, you just ruined my freaking Sunday. Let's keep it moving. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Red Rio. Red Rio looks like he's uh, on Ocean Beach there in the Zavi. Oh, my bad. My Wait, dog pissed in the house. I have to put the no. little bastard out. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 should, I, should, I should name my dog Steve Kerr. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's days like this where I wish Michael Jordan on the team, though, because I'm confident that he'll walk in that locker room and punch Steve in his mouth, man. <laughs> can, can, can Looney get some minutes at the five, four, round one, like when we beat the Bucks ass? Can we please do that? Can... Can Curry get the ball when he's hot instead of running patty cake plays for Wiggins at the end of the game? Can we do? I just want to hear y'all talk about Kumbaya Curry. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he got kids and dogs in the background. What a legend. I don't know. Did you think was Curry was that bad? You know, I thought he did some. That play at the end of the game. That play at the All end right. of the game, I was just like, oh, wow. That's such yeah. a. That's like everything that annoys me. But like, no, I thought it wasn't too bad. I actually love the zone defense and what they were yes. doing down the stretch. That's that was annoying. That's why the last play was so annoying to me. They did some really interesting things down the stretch uh, with that zone and the box and one and and um, kind of having Wiggins at the top of the zone there yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they had yeah they had Wiggins kind of go on on Jokic to start right and then have a separate guy late double. Um, on his dribbling hand side, which I thought was interesting. I was like, those something he kind of waited until the end. It did work. It, it did, did work. Like the, war, the Warriors stare down seven, nine with five minutes left, and they had to lead with a minute to go on that Steph too. So I, I thought Steph, I thought Steve did some really cool stuff, especially that. And I thought his substitutions were fine, right? Like he brought some guys in, he bent some dudes, like we've talked about. It's just dealing with foul you, trouble. Yeah, yeah, foul trouble. That's hard, but it's like at the end of the day, when you make a play call like that, <laughs> I mean, you just get ripped. You're going to get ripped when you get a play call like that. It's just, it's one of the worst I've ever seen. It's just like, dude. Only reason, only reason I'm not ripping 
harder as they were up 3-0, you know? Like, yeah. it's when he does that stuff in a 2-2 series, I'm like, not now, you know, like that sort of stuff. I mean, like, he used to do that, right? I mean, we we're, we had Urkel on our, our show the other day, and he was talking about how the Warriors kind of went to six against the Clippers in, in 2019, and it was that type of stuff. It was that type of Steve Kerr where it's just like, you know, we're okay dragging it on. Let's be patient. Boom, all of a sudden you're six games in the first-round series. It was like... Uh, the Warriors should close this out on Wednesday, right? There should be no messing around because you drag this to a game six, then we're ta- we're having a different discussion. Lucas, Lucas, Brazil, guys, um, you guys are awesome. Thanks for the content. Pleasure to be here. And shout out to Clay. I think he's getting better and better every game. And I think Poole was getting too much carried away with his own hype. So I think that's uh, a really a learning step for him to learn and mature. And what I want to talk about, uh, I talked about in my fir- uh, the first time I called, this team doesn't seem to adjust when it's making so many mistakes in a row. It felt like one of those classic Warriors losses where we played so poorly, but we still got back in the game. We make a run, yep. but right away we make two, three mistakes, just like we can guard the three-point line. And I get really frustrated why we don't adjust. We we have such smart players like Curry and Draymond, but we don't adjust. We keep making dumb decisions. So what I wanted to talk about is, is that a team execution problem or is down to Kerr not making the right decisions and the right adjustments. Thanks for the content, guys. Lucas, appreciate appreciate the call from Brazil. Light years worldwide. Unbelievable. Call. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Um, I it's a he's right. They do make a lot of like this was the quintessential dumb mistakes, the turnovers and the poor rotations. And his question is: Is that on the players or is that on the coaching staff? I. Uh, players, I think that's players. We've watched, I mean, you and I, everyone in here, uh, all the listeners have watched this this iteration of the Warriors team for a long time. That's how they play. Uh, they're a high variance. When they're going well, they'll win this game by 30. That's what makes the Warriors uh, the most fascinating, fun team to watch, right, for the last, like, right. six, seven years, is that they play this style that's just – they're not boring, right? You look at how – I mean, even Milwaukee, the one that, or Phoenix, right? Two teams that were in the finals last year. They're not, they're not playing a style that people love to watch. I mean, we, we, you know, your your guy Corporal Paul, Corporal Paul, you know, it's named by you. He plays a style that, frankly, nobody wants to watch outside of like the hardcore fans. The Warriors, they play the style where they're just kind of doing crazy shit. Like making crazy passes and taking crazy shots. And Jordan Poole is part of that now, which makes his team so fun. And I think sometimes one out of every four games, you get this type of style. Just the Warriors are uh, the Warriors are like an EDM concert that you go to. They're like Coachella here. <laughs> it's either the best or the worst night of your life. There's no in between with them. Depending the on variance, what pill you take. <laughs> the variance is high with them. No, but it's true because it's like when they're rolling, like the first couple games, you're like, this is Nirvana. No one can achieve better basketball than this. Jordan Poole is the greatest player of all time. We have right. Steph Curry coming off the bench. That's how great we are. You know, it's like that sort of thing. And then you see a game like this, it's like, who are you passing that to, Draymond? Who are you <laughs> passing? Like, the, the, the turnover, it's – and that's the reality of it. When you try to pass the ball as much as they do, you're yeah. going to have some terrible turnover games. I thought they came out um, – I thought they came out like the series was over, and that was yep. the real problem. Yep. And then after that, you know – 
you can get into the micro decisions of the coaching staff, such as like the last play call, which we just discussed. So it's, it's a little bit of both, but like I tend to, at least tonight, I tend to go with you a little more on the players for this one. The coaching staff, at least for the first part of the game. Yep. Armand. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Armand. What's up? Sorry. It took me a second to figure out the fucking mute button. All right. So, uh, uh, in the first couple of years of Steve Kerr's run, I feel like the after timeouts were unbelievable. I feel like we like never lost his play calls. Uh, they scored like almost every time. The last year with KD was getting bad, and the last two years has been terrible. But I feel like because we're the Warriors, it's like I don't know. Like th- this is the team I've always rooted for. I don't pay attention to any other team as closely as I pay attention to the Warriors. So my question is like, when they did that play call. I could see Jokic screaming from the sideline that the lob's coming. He called, he sniffed the play out, was calling it. Everyone knows what's going on. The Warriors can see Jokic calling it out and the whole Nuggets team reacting to it. Yet they still tried to do it. But like in the NFL, you know, you'll have like an audible. Like they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, that's done with. Do something else, right? In the NBA, is it just like not common for them to change the play if the other team is like screaming that they right. know the play? First off, I would say I was surprised they had Otto be the trigger man. That's a fair point. Um, in general, that's why teams try to get the ball just in their best player's hands at the end of the game and clear out. Like, yep. Yep. you're going to live and die with, you know, if, if your best player's like LeBron, you're going to live and die with that, right? The Warriors, I mean, Steve loves to have these ultra creative plays. And when they work, it looks amazing. When they don't, it's like you got too cute. Um, kind of, kind of like our guy Kyle Shanahan a little bit. Anyway, oh my god, it's it's true though. But what I was gonna say is, um, it's hard for me to imagine Draymond would have done that and not just either, and not just immediately called another timeout to reset, because that's probably the Warriors had a timeout in hand if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If they sniff it out and you don't have a secondary option, because they, because here's the thing to his question. There's obviously secondary options and third options you could pass to if the lob's not there, um, but they have to be open. So you'll often see the trigger guy call a timeout if everything is sniffed out and no one's open. Otto's a solid passer, but he's not Draymond Green. You know, I think he just panicked. I think he just thought he could. He didn't know what to do in that moment because he's he's not the guy who inb- who does those inbound passes in that right. moment. Right. So I, I, just, I don't know. I would have liked to, you know. It would have been nice if Steve called a timeout because head coaches can also call timeouts in those moments when they see something's being sniffed out. That's like the one chance you have to kind of immediately do it. And I mean, essentially, it's like a football play call, right? Like you're lining up to inbound the ball, right? It's like the one time where it's like everything else is in flow. It's the one time you have the ability to quote unquote control it. Yeah, I mean, Doc Rivers had had a he he called a timeout in the game three when when Joel Embiid had the ball with a second left and he called a timeout running. I think it was pretty much illegal because he ran across the court and called a timeout. Pretty much saved the game. <laughs> they never much, they never called that one. But yeah, I know. I, but it's like he and, and Steve Kerr's a better coach than Doc. Like this is in no way saying that Doc Doc is not a great coach. But uh, like that that's a situation where it's like hey, he knows what's going on. When have we ever seen Steve do that? But I think that the the solution the other the Jokic question too is like I don't know if the players even knew that. Jokic was yelling that, right? Like, who even, who even, like, Jokic was on the bench. It's not like he was on the court. Because uh, you remember, Jokic got pulled uh, right. for defensive purposes. So, MVP. at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we've seen Steph get pulled. You know, at the end of the game, at end of the day, it's just, just put the ball in Steph's hand in the backcourt and just have him dribble up and just pull up three in the game, you know? Just, 
I could have called that. It's pretty simple. Any any coach could have called that. So, you know, you live and you learn. Yes. It looks like Steve did say in the post game, Sam, that he he made he, if he had to have that back, that he wouldn't do that. So, you know, oh, lesson classic, learned. Classic Kirk. I learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> Stop, Steve. You've been co- how many how many years you've been coaching this team? Get the ball to one of your best players. Like, stop trying to get the fifth option, catching everyone off guard and back cut. I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to go to Clay, not because Clay is a better scoring option than Steph, but Clay. Clay has the ability to rise up and get a clean look better than Steph right. and Poole. And it's, it's, it's yeah. there's a reason those shots always go to wings, like because wings can wings can get it off cleaner, right? Yeah. So that, that's just what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to run. Some sort of like Steph Clay, just like uh, pick and split pop action. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or split <laughs> action. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sure we'll move that. forward. We got Karima. Hey, guys. Give uh, some positivity. Listen, I'm going to beat this last play call into the dirt right quick so we don't ever have to talk about it again. But <laughs> first off, Otto Porter, you're a vet. If you don't see it there, I'm sorry, homie, then don't throw it. But also, I'm not going to bash Steve for this particular one because, hello, isn't Andrew Wiggins like 6'7 and Austin is 6'4? So what are we doing here? That's a perfect play of a lob, but it's execution right there. Otto, you didn't even throw a good lob pass. Like, let's start there. And then if you don't see it, if you're going to bug out, just pass it to Stefan and be like, I'm sorry, because I know that this ain't me right here. OK, so I, I, I'm not going to, you know, piss all over Kerr for this particular one, because the entire game, we just were not playing our best. So we did it to ourselves. That's all it is. We go back home and we better shut it down because we are not coming back to dinner. Oh, man. OK. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, She brought up the accent. I I heard the, what is it, New York? I don't know where. Accent. I just, you never hear that from Karima. She's, it's like a teacher that gets mad at the, at the kids once, you know, every few months. That's what it felt like. The disappointment. Nothing's worse than the disappointment voice. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Yeah. (laughs) The Warriors got to get together. I think that's a perfect call to end it on. Um, We'll be back for game, for game five, and hopefully we call it a wrap on the series then. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 